What's up? And, um, <laughs> so we're actually going to be joining a press conference today with um, Vanessa Marshall and mother podcast. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Same. Okay. So um, all right. So let's go join the conference. <laughs> Hello, this is Tracy from Lucasfilm. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Sorry for the sorry for the short delay. Entirely my fault. But, oh, that's all right. But if everybody's ready, this <laughs> Thank you. If everyone's ready, I will conference Vanessa in. Okay. All right, hold on. We are ready. I'm almost ready. Sorry. You know, the ghost of Presley Paulus. Turn her in. <laughs> okay. Um. And well, let me conference her in, and then I'll I'll sort of review how we're going to do this. Hang on. Okay, Vanessa, are you on the line? I am here. Awesome. Hi. So, everybody, the way... Hi. Hello. rules before we start, you guys, um, we're going to try to do this free form so everyone has a chance to ask their questions. Um, if you could do us the favor of introducing yourself before your questions, just saying your name and what outlet you're representing, that would be awesome. Sure. Will do. And Wonderful. How are you, Mark? Excellent. Who wants to dive in? Is that Adam? I think I heard Adam. <laughs> Good night. Hey, Gallant. Hey, how are you? Hey, not so bad. My, this is Adam from Joe Castle Radio. Yay. And my question is, my biggest question straight up is, uh, obviously you've been a, um, a fan of the starter before becoming a part of it. What was it about Star Wars that really interest in the first instance? Well, uh, I think ultimately the entire space opera took hold of me. Um, I think Princess Leia sealed the deal uh, in terms of being a strong female character. Uh, I, I absolutely loved her, and the story itself grew on me. And uh, I was an English major in college, and I just I, I love stories and myths and theater and um, the idea that we can all sort of heal through stories and the mythic elements really spoke to my soul, uh, which is why it's such a, a sacred thing to me, even today. And in fact, this is the most exciting time to be a Star Wars fan. Honestly, it's like I've never, ever, it's like my skin's on fire. I cannot wait for the premiere. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, you're not alone in that, thought. I know, we'll all, all be together simultaneously freaking out. Oh, Amen. It's going to be great. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be a poor family. Yeah. <laughs> so is Zoe there? Um, I am. Hi. Um. Hi, Zoe. How are you? Good. Wonderful. It's good to hear your voice. And hi, Eric. And hi, Keith. Hi. Hi, Vanessa. <laughs> hi. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, so go for it. Any other questions? Yeah, this is uh, Sean from Enchanted Tiki Talk. Go ahead, Sean. All right, sorry. Yeah, Sean from Enchanted Tiki Talk. So Harris hey, Mason comes from... Hello, how are you? Good, good. <laughs> good. Uh, Hera's name comes from a Greek goddess whose name actually, mean, actually means protector. Do you think this is an accurate description of Hera's role within the crew? I do think so, actually. Um, I think she is a protector. It's interesting how she leads um, 
by by uh, she leads quietly, which has a kind of elegance to it. I don't. I, what I love about her and what inspires me about her is um, how she can protect them, but also be so fierce and uh, calculating at the same time. She manages to get so many things done. Um, and uh, she does so somewhat effortlessly without a lot of chatter. So, uh, you know, that and her sense of humor are pretty much awesome. But, yes, I don't think it's an accident that uh, her name is synonymous with those details, definitely. Cool. Hi, Vanessa. This is uh, Eric from Twin Sons Transmission. Um, Eric, with the coolest collection in the world. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we gotta get you out here to see it. It'd be awesome. Please, I um, live for that. Absolutely. Next time you're in Chicago, for sure. Oh, um, done and done. A couple of weeks ago, <laughs> all right, perfect. A couple of weeks ago, um, I was talking with Dave Filoni out at uh, Rancher Obi Wan, and it was just kind of a casual conversation, and and we got into discussing pilots, and so I was asking him who's a better pilot, Han Solo or Hera. And they basically oh. ended up saying, well, Han is better at speed and maneuverability, but Hera's better at combat. Now, after seeing last night's episode, Wings of the Master, it's basically like Hera can't do anything wrong as a pilot. Now, how do you feel about Dave's assessment of Hera's pilot skill? Well, look, okay, I think Han is a better pilot, um, personally. And I think she did a fine job last night, and that's wonderful. But <laughs> um, I, I, I sort of bow down to Han Solo, and I kind of think Hera would too. Um, uh, that's interesting that Han wouldn't be quite so versed in battle as perhaps Hera might. But uh, I remember before I went to Dragon Con, um, I asked uh, Pablo Hidalgo what he thought, uh, you know, between – the two of them who was better and uh, we were you know comparing their ships and stuff like that and he said that uh as far as uh doing the kessel run she would do a uh, respectable time but never 12 parsecs so you know he it, i take that from pablo hidalgo and i i kind of i'll go with what he said han is a faster pilot Cool. Well, at least you're comparable. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he said I would do I would do a good enough job. However, uh, Han would definitely have her beat. So, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Vanessa. This is uh, Chris and Joe from Bruise and Blasters. How you doing? Hey. How you doing? We're doing fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, um, thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, so, first of all, just wanted to congratulate you on such an amazing episode last night. Uh, Wings of the Masters uh-huh. was probably our favorite episode um, to date. And, uh, you know, wow. largely in you know response to your, your performance. And uh, I was just kind of wondering if there was any sort of direction that Dave gave you uh, going into this episode that might um, might have informed, you know, what, your performance, especially, you know, um, some of the, uh, the longer sequences that you had, uh, you know, when you were speaking with uh, the character Quarry and, and, and so on. Well, uh, what's interesting is my father is actually a pilot, and um, he was in the Air Force, and 
he learned how to fly uh, an open cockpit biplane, and he does aerobatics. And so I've hung out with him and also his pilot friends, and they have the same ideology and worldview that Hera espouses in that one monologue. You know, my dad very much feels the same way, that he always wants to be up in the air and you know, there's a reverence for that level of perspective. And um, so I kind of brought that of my own. Uh, have you heard anything? What did people think? I, I never keep track of these things. And I said, well, yeah, uh, it seems like everyone liked it. And, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, about the way Hera leads sort of silently and gets great things done. Uh, Dave, I find, is the same way. He would rather me tell you that he's a taskmaster and a beast. But <laughs> um, I think it takes, you know, uh, I think it was Lao Tzu uh, who espoused that that which is brittle breaks and that there's power in yielding. And I think true leaders really understand what it means to allow people to be sort of where they are and who they are and trust that and then get in and control and manipulate. Um, so I think we both sort of met somewhere in the middle of our life experiences and co-created what you heard um, somewhat unwittingly. I didn't know about his uncle, but that made a lot of sense to me that he, he knew it enough to write it and I knew enough about it to say it from my heart. And I really, I, I actually dedicated the performance to my dad and uh, <clears throat> it meant a lot when he called me last night and said how much he enjoyed it. That really touched my heart. So that, that's, yeah. that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> really, thank you, thank yeah. you so much. That, that's so I, amazing. I love my dad. I really do. I love my dad so much. He's awesome. <laughs> and you anyway. absolutely nailed the episode. Thank you so much. Oh, thank hey, you. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. Hey, Vanessa. <clears throat> Oh, sorry. I was trying to. Yeah, go ahead. This is Chris, also from Bruise of Blasters and the Collective Cut. And um, I just want to say that you're doing such a great job, and every episode keeps on getting better and better. And, oh, thank uh, I, you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love how there's so much of you in Hera. I feel like you're a real life Hera. <laughs> and um, <laughs> with that being said, did that make it easier for you to get into character? Yeah, you know, um, I think uh, we were, who was I talking to the other day? And I was saying that 
I think having had the experience of uh, flight with my father, having the training in martial arts since I think I've been doing that since 1998. Um, uh, but I've done like Aikido Jiu-Jitsu and MMA training and straight boxing. And um, there is such a, a, a chess game that goes on uh, in the sport of boxing that uh, I think learning how to survive in a ring <laughs> um, kind of prepared me emotionally to simply stand in front of the microphone and be her. Um, I, 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 I think all, it, all things sort of came together at once. My love of Star Wars and, um, you know, my own life experiences that are very similar to hers in a way. Uh, I personally plugged into some elements within the Rebel Alliance and their fight for those um, who are suffering. I sort of plugged into elements that are going on in our modern culture. I made it very specific um, in terms of how much I care about those things. And everything seemed to work out. You know, I told you, uh, <clears throat> or I've said in other interviews, um, that uh, I didn't know what the script was when we were auditioning it, but it felt so much like Star Wars to me that I pretended it was Star Wars because I know that so well. And luckily, it in fact was Star Wars, <laughs> and I sort of hit the nail on the head. And so it was kind of a, a glorious, beautiful accident, <laughs> and really the best thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, I mean, honestly, your performance is so um, it, it just it's really on point. It's perfect. You're like a natural leader. Ah, well, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, uh, I'm Vanessa. This is Kyle from uh, this is Kyle. Uh, Kyle? Ghost um, <laughs> this, this season seems like everybody's kind of getting their character moments, and you guys are really getting to know your characters. What has it been like for you and you guys working as a cast to really get more into the character characters, and how's it brought you both together? And I wanted to follow up. I had a conversation with you in DragonCon. I just want to make sure you got your Hootie Rebels T-shirt. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, I did. In fact, I tweeted a picture today of some members of the cast because I didn't see everyone at the same time. But, um, yeah, if you look on my Twitter feed, I did get my Fruity Rebel shirt, and uh, so did uh, everyone. And we love them. We are thrilled. They're so great. <laughs> yeah, Crystal's amazing. What a, what a brilliant artist. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Vanessa. Uh, Hi, Dave. Oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Hi, Vanessa. It's Dave Hendon with uh, uh, Red Pot Ghost Transmissions. I just want to say the episode last night was fantastic. And, you know, probably the best episode I've seen so far this season. Wow, and, thank you. You know, to say that right up on par with uh, Big Daddy Vader is saying a lot. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? Uh, Thank I, you. I this. When you were having uh, the moment when you were talking to Corey um, and talking Harris past, how much of, um, oh, I don't know, maybe a particular Ryloth Clone Wars arc 
how much of that informed what uh, your performance would be? Well, um, you know, in season one of The Clone Wars, we obviously get a, <clears throat> a pretty close-up look at exactly uh, how the Empire um, is uh, maligning that particular culture. And I think she grew up uh, with Chom Syndulla as her father, very close to a lot of the action. I think most of the battle was on the ground, um, and it's interesting that she you know, eventually came to be a pilot. But I'll tell you for my own personal uh, research, and I do love to sort of see things again and again to really study the nuances, I went back and rewatched uh, the that arc in season one of The Clone Wars, and it very much informed my performance. And uh, I, like everyone else, thought, oh, my gosh, maybe Hera's Numa. <laughs> the little girl that uh, that they find, or the little Twi'lek, and um, obviously that is that is not Hera, but <laughs> but Hera was nearby, and um, so I think having grown up in that culture, I think it very much informed her values, as she said, and um, we'll learn more about why specifically she left her family to you know fight bigger battles, I guess. Uh, well, as I the season that goes on, right up there with uh, with when Kanan had his um, mm-hmm. uh, meltdown of you know the clones and you don't know you weren't there. Yeah, taking Ezra back. Oof! Yeah, yeah. So I like some heavy stuff. Both yeah, you and Freddie for those. Ah, oh, yeah, Freddie. Freddie's amazing. Man, he is just so funny. I watched that episode and I emailed him and I was like, the co-irritating line killed me. You know, <laughs> I want to be a co-pilot. You two are co-irritating me right now. <laughs> oh, that was classic. And then my second favorite, or maybe even my first, was uh, never get between a Mando and a weapons package. I was like, oh, God, I love Sabine. She's so wonderful. Anyway. Oh, yeah, please. Love all of these characters. Yeah. So, um, I uh, Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Especially the, especially the seventh sister, because it makes. Oh sense. yeah. Okay, Freddy, Sarah, Vampire Slayer, or Jedi? Please discuss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, she killed it. She killed it. She she just she nailed it, and it was really funny, you know, because obviously they're married, you know. Um, but uh, oh, it was just it was so cool to have her there. She's so mellow and kind and generous of spirit, and I mean, she just fit right in the family right away. Um, yeah. There was there wasn't a trace of vampire as far as I could tell. <laughs> I don't know that well, she'd be a Jedi. I think she'd probably be more Sith, but. At least in my own personal canon viewing, I can count Buffy as canon. There you go. It's just like, a, <laughs> it's just like an Elseworld version canon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, hey Vanessa, uh, this is uh, Rick with uh, Lining Up Presents Q&A. And, hey, uh, how you doing? Hey there. Good, thanks. Um, you know, kind of following up with those last couple uh, conversations there, um, you know, I, I'd heard that uh, from uh, from an interview with Freddie that uh, 
you know, he had had uh, some surgery while you guys, or right before you guys started doing your recording, and that uh, yeah. apparently Sarah did an awful lot of uh, Freddie's voice for, for some of your, your group sessions. I was just kind of curious to what that was like for you guys. Oh, that's right. She did, actually. Yeah, she she did a pretty good imitation of him, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they, they scratch the lines, um, you know, as placeholders, um, or they... Uh, you know, just to help the actors interact with one another. And she pretty much nailed his swagger. That was awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I forgot I, she I did that. Saying, yeah. I was yeah. about how it works because, you know, I think I know that you guys do that group recording session, which obviously adds a, a real dynamic to, to your performances. And, and uh, sure. while she knows, she obviously knows Freddie backwards and forwards. So I was curious <laughs> how, how that, that, that impacted the performances at all. Oh, Oh, we just had a good time. I mean, she was mocking him. I think, like, he had hurt his neck, um, <laughs> probably doing his jiu-jitsu or something, you know, really yeah. noble and manly. But apparently yeah. <laughs> what what did him in was, like, he turned some weird way in the shower. And she was just <laughs> like, oh, man, I mean, come on. You know, she was sort of mocking him. We were like, um, he, he's having major surgery. Let's, you know, let's go easy on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she but was kinda, that, that was my that was my follow up. There was that uh, were, were you sparring yeah. with Freddie, and that's how he got hurt. <laughs> oh yeah, right. No, that guy would choke <laughs> me out in two seconds. That dude is no <laughs> joke. He blackbelt.gov. Yeah. That guy, forget about it, dude. He doesn't. He doesn't even have time to fight you. He'll just choke you. I mean, he he doesn't even. <laughs> dirty like I come in there and my hands are all bruised from boxing and I mean I literally I look like <laughs> I get into it you know my my hands are not looking very uh graceful and feminine at the moment like I look like I <laughs> like I beat the crap out of a bag and um Freddie just he makes fun of me he's like why are you doing that why are you doing that like dude I'm boxing he's like oh god just choke people out Vanessa you know, I don't really think That's there's awesome. a lot of cardio in, in choking people out. Uh, I'm doing it for my health as well. So, you know, anyway. That's great. But yeah, that guy, that guy is so much power. It's amazing. I mean, he really is a Jedi. And guess what? Today, <laughs> he brought fresh apple pie. How cool is I this guy? I baking that. <laughs> How cool that. is that guy? I mean, he can choke someone out and bake. What? <laughs> Freddie Rock. So he's, he's running the kitchen on the ghost then, huh? <laughs> oh, he is so awesome. And I can't, he has a cookbook coming out. And I keep begging him. I want a copy, like, now. <laughs> I, I love to cook also. I, I don't bring yeah, apple pies you. anywhere, but, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's great. Thank so, you. Hi, Vanessa. This is yeah, Alan sure. from Enchanted Tiki Talk. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. I hope you are. Good, With good. the uh, popularity of Ahsoka Tano, Captain Phasma, and obviously Hera, uh, how proud are you that you're a major part of the rise of these great female characters in the uh, Star Wars canon? Oh, I'm deeply honored. Deeply honored. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I think Sabine is right up in there. I, many of these female characters, even the seventh sister, a lot of them, and, and more to come. Um, like I said originally, it's such an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan, but 
you know, I've said before that at this point in the narrative, the empire is oppressing so many people of so many races that actually gender is somewhat irrelevant, which is kind of refreshing. It doesn't matter. It's, it's either you're in the rebel alliance or, you know, you're an imperial enthusiast. It, it, there's no in-between in what race and what gender you are. Is, uh, can you use a blaster is a better question, <laughs> you know, um, or, you know, do you have a connection with a, uh, you know, we need fuel and we need food. What, how can you help us? Um, but so it's an interesting time where it, it really doesn't matter about gender. But when that falls away, these really cool people, these great characters come forward that um, are interesting. They're all equally interesting, male and female. Um, but, yes, it's it's an absolute honor to be among them, for sure. Absolutely. Um, this so is, is Zoe there? I am. Um, this is Zoe from Star Wars. Hey, Zoe! Hi. Um, so, like, hi. So, What's your question? Um, like, how do you feel about the growing prevalence of females in the Star Wars fandom? In the fandom or in the saga? In the fandom. In the fandom. Oh, how do I feel about it? It's yeah. awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no less. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Um, I really, I adore Ashley Eckstein and. Um, I'm so grateful that she created her universe because now I don't have to go to Target and get boys' shirts anymore. Um, you know, I still go to Target because that's just going to happen. I love me some Target. But um, it's really nice to be able to have all these different fashion options that, um, you know, I, I don't think – I don't, uh, like, criticize anyone for thinking that girls don't like this stuff. I don't really care. The point is that there's – we are consumers, fangirls, and I think that message is getting across. I've seen a lot of commercials on television uh, with regard to uh, Star Wars fan gear, clothes, all sorts of things that include a lot of younger girls, and it's so wonderful to see that because um, this saga really does appear, uh, appeal to people of all ages and, you know, every gender, so... Um, I think it's fantastic, and I've, I was—I uh, think someone asked if I was a sci-fi fan in general, and I said yes. Um, but what I love about Star Wars is that there's sort of this instantaneous family feeling, uh, as if I've known people all their lives. I can't explain it, but I see a dude in a Millennium Falcon shirt, and I make about 12 million assumptions about this person, and I have no problem walking right up, up to him and high-fiving him and going, "Dude, can you?" even wait for December 18th, like, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> um a and anyway, but that, so I love that we can all do that together and, uh, definitely that there are more fangirls out there. So like it's a, great. Like a follow-up question, I guess, is like, do you think you're becoming a leader in the movement of making girls in the fandom more noticed? Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I think I'm alongside, because that's what's cool about this. It's like, I don't think we're all in this together, you know. Um, I, I mean, I don't think anyone's leading it. If anyone's leading it, I would say Ashley Eckstein is definitely killing it in terms of uniting us. You know, when she says, you know, that we can, you know, be who we are and live our dream and this and that and, you know, 
she's giving us permission to just let it all live. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, I think she's definitely leading the way with, uh, I mean, she's getting all kinds of other, um, stuff from Marvel and, you know, what does she say? Uh, dream your world, be your world, flaunt your world. I mean, my goodness. She's just such a, a, a beautiful person inside and out. I mean, I adore Ahsoka. Ahsoka, oh, I cried when I met Ashley because I had to, like, fangirl out for a minute because I just couldn't help it. Um, and I'm embarrassed, and a lot of people make fun of me. But, dude, she's Ahsoka. Come on, man. Exactly. Um, and, uh, but once I got past that, <laughs> and uh, she's so kind, she brought us all um, uh sweatshirts to the uh, record session and she's just such a, a lovely person that I would I would tip my hat to her and, and thank her for how she is leading the way for all of us and there you have it Vanessa it's Rick again um, you know, hey. I just, uh, hey there um, so I was just uh you know, I know obviously you've been going on about the the Hulk through this, and we've all known it for years that you're such the the huge Star Wars fan in and of your own self, and going back throughout, going back to the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, my group is the group that's doing the the lineup here at the Chinese Theater. I'm just that's you, dude. You, we have to get me. this together. Yes, I'm bringing you food. I'm bringing yes, you pizza. That's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, man. And I I know the rest of my group can't wait too. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I love you pulling You have got to like. Okay, wait. Well, okay. Yeah, contact me through my website. We're doing this. Okay. I don't think I can okay, stand yeah. in line for the whole time, but I can definitely oh. feed you guys. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to be there. We're doing the twelve days of Star Wars. So we're going to be there for twelve Dude. days. Um, but awesome. my question for you is, you know, I mean, obviously, our our thing is we're we're about the the communal experience of camping and getting to oh meet people God. from every walk of life. Um, uh, that's awesome. What kind of what, what kind of line experiences have you had with Star Wars? Where is there anything that stands out for you with one of your previous screenings? Uh, oh, Phantom Menace! Yeah, Phantom Menace. I think I think I uh, I might have seen like a four a.m. showing the first night, and wow. we stood in line what felt like forever. I mean, they basically just played Phantom Menace around the clock. Yeah, and, I remember. Uh, I was there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, then you know, maybe we, maybe we were in line together. This is all gonna. <laughs> this is such a beautiful thing. It comes full circle. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's interesting. I had a boyfriend at the time, and uh, he was six foot seven, and I would always call him Chewbacca, just you know, because that for me in terms of affection, you know. Oh. Um, and I wanted to fully come to our worst wedding with him, and it never panned out. But. Um, Anyway, we stood in line together. <laughs> he he was so. Awesome. I mean, oh, he it was great because he totally like got the whole Star Wars, you know, my collection, and, and you know, you don't need to explain yeah, well, and, anything. And you, you, you talk about that in Star Wars weddings and everything else, and you know, with with each of the prequel lines, each line actually had a couple meet and eventually get married. So a true was like the ultimate nerd dating service. Um, wow. But, yeah, it, yeah. All right. And, and, oh, and I'll have to stop by there. Yeah, most were international couples, too. We actually had uh, what? from, you know, yeah, um, 
because everyone comes to the Chinese. We have people from all over the world coming to join us. Yeah, and, well, uh, that's, yeah, so, I know. I, I couldn't get tickets to the Chinese. I, I Well, we'll have to sort this out. You, because we, I might... we should have talked sooner, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure something Absolutely. out. Yeah, you know, you know I know I'll be there <laughs> within the twelve day period for sure. And yeah, we're, uh, we're launching our line on December fifth. So that's that's our big December fifth, okay. Because, yeah, the theater is doing the whole thing. We're launching at noon. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, this is great. Hey, this is, uh, go ahead. Uh hi, um I'm Lizzie. I'm with Zoe on Star Wars Geek Girl. Hi. Um, Hi, I wanted to ask Hera, uh, Vanessa, would you agree with us uh -huh. when we say Hera and Kanan are space married? You'd have to ask Dave, uh, Dave Filoni. I'm not sure. I, I mean, if space married means you're living in the same space and you're trying to fight an intergalactic war <laughs> and you guys know each other really well, uh, so well that you kind of can yell at each other or <laughs> hug each other good night, and there's a level of familiarity that that is uh, is really really sort of close and intimate. But there's not really a lot of time for that because people are dying. Then maybe they're space married. <laughs> um, there's just there's a lot going on, you know. I mean, maybe if like after the Death Star blows up. You know, maybe they might go out to dinner, <laughs> um, but we have a long way to go <laughs> between <laughs> where we are now on the ghost and getting Princess Leia that information so that we can ultimately destroy the Death Star. So there's a there's, there's, there's a lot of road to travel. Sorry, say that again. Just don't make sure that two. Just make sure that two don't vacation on Alderaan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck like, after all those years, like holding out. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> hey Vanessa, it's uh, Eric again. Um, uh -huh. Just a quick question. I know people, a lot of people have learned a lot uh, from Hera. And I was just curious, what have you learned about yourself from Hera? Well, you know that book, The Four Agreements, about not taking things personally? And, uh, you know, Hera seems to effortlessly embody those things. I tend to be a perfectionist and care about every detail and want everything to be the best that it can be. And I think I can be mildly annoying with that. <laughs> and, and, uh, Hera, she, you know, what are they? Be impeccable with your word. I think she is. She chooses her words carefully. Um, if I could delete the word dude from my vocabulary, it would be a miracle. <laughs> um, you know, uh, she doesn't make assumptions, right? That's one of them. And always do your best. And, of course, don't take anything personally. She really manages to do all those things. So I've actually found myself in certain situations and having my personal reaction and then saying to myself, well, what would Hera do? And, like, Hera wouldn't even 
be bothered with any of this. Like Harold would be like, how can we go help someone? Let's stop talking about this. And then I would say, all right, I'm going to do what Harold would do. I'm going to let it go and I'm going to focus on what's important and how can I, how can I be helpful? You know, how do I get out of my own way? (laughs) Um, but so she, she really is just naturally such a, a courageous and dignified woman, um, that, I mean, I think we all have that capacity, but she has it so consistently that um, it really inspires me to be more like her. I guess I feel my humanity by comparison. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you going to do? A, <laughs> it's a short from the Chan Tiki Talk again. Hey. Um, you know, with, with the rise of the female characters in the Star Wars universe, where do you see or where do you want to see her go as a character in the future? Huh. Well, I've always said I'd love for her to go back to Ryloth and, um, I don't know, just sort of thread that needle in terms of story. That's sort of a, a personal wish. But, um, you know, I wonder, I wonder how far she'll make it. You know, if we look ahead to episode four and, and, you know, where everyone is at that point, I mean, obviously Hera is not in uh, A New Hope, but I, I hope that she makes it far enough to see the benefits of all her hard work um, and to know that she's made a difference. I think that would be really rewarding for her. But actually, she would sacrifice herself for the cause, and in hopes that that would be the case, she would be selfless and probably do that. But I think it would be really cool if if uh, she were near for that victory in some way. You're making her seem like she's almost like she gave up her life as like a Bob and spy in a way. You know, they always talk about the Bob and spies giving up their lives, you know, for the, yeah. the cause. So, yeah. 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 Um, if it made strategic sense, I think she really would. That's how deeply she cares. So um, I hope she hey, makes Vanessa. it through. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Hey, Vanessa, it's Adam again from uh, Joe Cast Radio. Uh, just hey. been <laughs> A little bit of uh, filming on the My Saga documentary for our mutual friend, Adam Harris. And uh, yes. one thing that we brought up from the actual commentary that we were doing for Return of the Jedi 2, that um, we'd love to see you out here for one of the supernova conventions, the big Comic-Cons out here in Australia. Is there any chance we can get you out here in the next couple of years? Yeah, definitely. Well, I was hoping to come down um, under, if you will, uh, for Armageddon, um, I think in October perhaps. Uh, yeah. but I believe that's New Zealand, not, um, but there might be, <clears throat> I can't, I cannot remember. We'll have to sort that. Yes. I would be, I've never been to Australia and I would love to go. And, uh, it, the next year is kind of wacky, uh, with work for me, but the minute I have any free time, that is the top of my list for sure. So yes, Definitely. Lots <laughs> out here eager to see you and uh, supporting you, and uh, definitely for all uh, the fans as well. Yes, that's awesome. 
Please, so, Adam, Adam, any chance, Adam, any chance you want to fly here to uh, man's Chinese? <laughs> join <laughs> join the international fine. crew. <laughs> We've got other Aussies there. I'm going to be there. I'm just saying. Sometime, Some, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> All right, then. Maybe episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's the one. Up. And that's for Dave here again uh, with five uh-huh. those transmissions. I gotta uh, point this out. One of the funniest things, well, uh, aside from you know Chopper a la Filoni being mad at everybody, uh, but one of the funniest things is you and Zeb and uh, <laughs> the uh, kind of back and forth play that goes on. Yeah. I mean, there are times yeah. there. I just feel watching Hera interact with Zeb, it might as well be the equivalent of a, a parent taking a rolled up newspaper and whacking their dogs on the nose. Can you talk a little bit can you talk a little bit about just how you see uh um the interaction of between uh your character and Zeb and just how you two are off, uh, went off set, not reporting. Well, first of all, I know Hera is well aware of basically the extermination of his race and mm-hmm. uh, how devastated he was by that. So I think beneath any of that um, chiding is a deep love, care, and concern for him. Uh, she's all about justice, and and um, I think she sort of scoops him up not only because of his strengths. You know, Sabine has all the uh, munitions expertise, and Zeb kind of has the muscle because he loves to sort of bash those uh, bucket heads together. Bucket heads, right? But um, but I think it's interesting. I think that their relationship is so close that they can snap at each other. I mean, I don't know if you have a brother or a sister or a cousin or something. You guys can sort of speak in a, a vernacular that's sort of swift and might be mildly cutting, but you know you guys love each other and you don't mean anything by it. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, but and that's so Star Wars, too, you know, the way... <laughs> Uh, Princess Leia, you know, get this walking carpet out of my way. You know, <laughs> there's 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 a lot going on, but I don't think they. She doesn't mean to really hurt Chewbacca's feelings at that point. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think she can do that because Zeb can take it. And uh, at the end of the day, he has a lot of heart, and um, he is someone that she cares very much about and, and sort of seeing that at least he has a family now. So. Wow. I, mean, I, I love Zeb. I love Zeb. I'm still holding out hope that Zeb and the Gungans will meet one day. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like how Long you think. Zeb. Let's Long do back. this. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> the Lasats and the Gungans. Beautiful. Hi, Kyle again from. It's Kyle again from. Okay, go ahead, Kyle. Um, has become such a almost uh, something that's joined the generations of Star Wars together. What does it feel like to be kind of 
glue that the pieces from Clone Wars to the original trilogy together and kind of bridging the gap between those generations. Oh, uh, of course it's an honor. Um, I've always been curious about the Rebel Alliance and uh, the lives that were at stake and lives lost and sort of how we went from Order 66 to, uh, you know, Princess Leia putting those orders in R2-D2. I've always been curious about exactly how that came to pass. And so to... Uh, for me, the Clone Wars really filled out, if anything, or, or perhaps primarily Anakin's character. Um, and uh, I'm really interested to see uh, Darth Vader at this point, um, because, you know, they sort of put him down about his sorcery and what have you. Uh, but this is an interesting transition time for him as well. Um But, uh, yeah, it's really rewarding to be involved in this particular portion of the narrative uh, for all those reasons. And um, I hope that I can, for fans like myself, um, I hope that I can elucidate things the way the Clone Wars really, really deepened my understanding of the characters that, um, you know, grew into sort of villains or, or heroes as the story went on. So it's pretty cool. You guys, this is time for one more question. Uh, oh. um, hey, Vanessa, this is a... Ah. <laughs> the young lady can go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, uh, <laughs> I'm Lizzie again. Um, so I wanted to ask... Who do you think on the ghost crew deserves the hug, a hug, the most? Hmm. Wow. That's a great question. It, well, it, initially I would say Hera, um, but maybe Chopper. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper gets knocked around a lot. That poor kid, you know, everyone kind of... I mean, I know he can be a bit of a jerk, but... <laughs> Yeah, people kind of kick him around a little bit. He gets all the grunt work. And and the reason I would say Hera is because she is so focused on the tasks at hand that she kind of needs to mellow out a little sometimes. Calm down. You know what I mean? Like, like I wonder what that would look like for her. It's just not in her DNA to be like, oh, I'm just going to watch TV tonight. You know, like, she's just <laughs> all about the solution. Right. I'm just going to play a game of Sabacc and kick back. You know, I don't really see that happening. Um, and uh, it, it might be nice to just kind of take her aside and say, you know, Hera, put, put your leg coo up. Like, just just relax for a minute, girl. <laughs> um, but uh, But I don't think she needs one emotionally as if she, you know, like is just crestfallen and needs a hug. I think Chopper probably could do with a hug. He wouldn't accept it, of course, but that's a great question. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome question to end on. Yay! <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much, you guys, and you can reach me through my website if you want, uh, the com uh, to follow up with any of the things that we talked about, and um, 
yeah, the contact info is on there. So thank you so much, you guys. I'm I'm so grateful that we could all talk, and I look forward to talking more in the future because there'll, there'll be so much more to discuss. <laughs> thank you. 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 All righty. Take care, you guys. Have a good Thank night. You. Thank Bye. you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I do think Chopper needs a hug. I mean, after after last week, man, that dude's going to I think Kaden needs a hug, especially after the um, Lost Commanders. I need a hug. I think I think Lando <laughs> needs to have a. I think Lando needs to have a talking with Kaden and lose the soul patch. <laughs> Come on. I, see, there, I agree. I think there is no, uh, he's been through a lot. There is no cool like Billy D. Yeah, I can see Zoe finally. I still can't see you. Oh, I don't know what's going on. No one knows what's going on. Uh, what what's that, Kyle? I think pretty much everybody else is left.